Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today in the hot seat is a very special guest by the name of Victor Gichun. And him and I are going to spend time talking about how to develop the ultimate B2B sales machine. But before we jump in, I'm going to tell you who Victor is and you're going to get to find out why you're going to want to partner and learn more about what he does. He is the co-founder and VP of business development at Excess Logic, a leading excess electronic asset liquidation company in the U.S. Among over 500 clients, some of the clients he's worked with are Google, Facebook, and Mercedes-Benz. Victor was born in Ukraine, moved to the U.S. in 2011, started business in the U.S. as a tourist with just a travel visa and built seven figures business within three years, y'all. That's impressive. Victor is the creator and host of the Contributors channel on YouTube, where he interviews successful entrepreneurs, executives, and key influencers, people who make a change and share their insights on business, investment, crypto, how to make money, and how to build wealth. And when he's talking about wealth, it's not just, oh, I'm acquiring this. I'm sure he's probably talking about generational wealth that we can have long-term sustainable where our money is going to work for ourselves. And who's here to make money while we sleep? I know I do. So without further ado, let's welcome the man behind it all, Victor Gichun. Hi, Genesis. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, Victor. And wow, such an impressive and versatile background that you have. So let's jump into the connection part of the segment, which is fun. So you get the option of either an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Uh, Let's do rapid fire 10 question game. Okay, it's rapid. Here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Victor and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question one. With you being from Ukraine, can you teach me how to say good morning in your native language? And I'm going to attempt to say it back. Dobre utro. Dobre utro. It kind of sounds like Russian in a sense. It's very similar because the Ukrainian has 40% of the words similar with Russians. Amazing. So, dobre utro. Yep. Amazing. Um, so, audience, you could try that. So, if you're ever in Ukraine and you want to learn how to say good morning, you just learned here. So, practice. Question two, what's your favorite color? Blue, dark blue. Question three, what's your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Uh, a long tea. Ooh, like a Long Island tea, iced tea? Uh, milk along to be... question four you get three random acts of kindness per day that you're supposed to do for someone else what are your three for today the first i made a special drink every morning for my girlfriend second i uh trying to help all my team 
to support them emotionally if they break out. Like today, one of my sales uh, development representative, she wanted to quit and I convinced her it's not the option to quit. She just needs to get better at what she's doing. And the third is to help somebody to show, for example, the lady forgot to close her uh, door on the tank at the gas station. I showed her, you need to close the door. And she said, thank you. This is the thing. Amazing. Question five. What's your happy place? Ooh, uh, hot springs. Question six. If you could go anywhere in the world and money was no option, where would you be headed? Hmm. A lot of places I haven't been to. I would say it's some maybe. I love in California, by the way. It's like well, for now, it's my happiest place. I would say I would stay here in the U.S. and California. Question seven: If you could trade places with anyone, or just be yourself, would you trade places or just stay yourself? Stay myself. Question eight. If you could sit down and have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be? Uh, it would be, I would say, mm, interesting, good question. Mark Cuban. Okay. Mark Cuban. Okay. I have a challenge for you. Are you ready for this challenge? You could either accept it or you could reject it. Okay. So my challenge for you is within the next two weeks, I want you to reach out to Mark Cuban, whether you're sliding in his DMs on social media or you're contacting his PR firm and you're telling them why you would like to have lunch with Mark, Mark Cuban, how you can add value to him, how he can add value to you because you, we want to make sure it's mutually beneficial and the synergies are there and just create your own proposal because what do you have to lose? He's either going to say yes or he's going to say no. And just this week, to my surprise, I had a guest on my show and I didn't read his bio beforehand, but as I was reading it on air, I saw that he planned Mark Cuban's 40th birthday party. And I was like, wow, because <laughs> yeah. I like to be very organic. I was like, that's impressive. And for those of you who don't know who Mark Cuban is, he is the owner of the Mavericks and he's also one of the sharks on Shark Tank. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept the challenge. Okay. Now let's sweeten the deal. Now that you accept the challenge, Victor, you actually have to screenshot me whenever you reach out to Mark Cuban. You have two weeks to complete this challenge because I want to know you're not just on, on here for lip service, but I'm holding you accountable as your accountability partner to make sure you do it because okay. we're shooting our shot. You're, he's either going to respond or he's not going to respond. He's going to say yes or he's going to say no. But hey, at least you tried, right? Right, for sure. Question nine, what's your favorite um, mantra or quote that picks you up if you're having a bad day? Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. Okay, and question 10, it's our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, I get, um, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So are you going to pass or play? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, for your last question? Yeah. Okay, last question here. What's your favorite food? Ooh, uh, favorite food. I like meat. 
any type of meat, like burgers. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> right? I can eat burgers every day. Well, amazing. And thank you for playing rapid fire, Victor. That concludes the connection part of the segment. Now we're going to jump into the main part of the segment, which is the work that you're doing. It's your niche, how to develop the ultimate B2B sales machine. And for you audience, B2B is business to business. So Victor, what got you started down this path? So what got me started is the need to make some money. I moved to the U.S. in 2011 and I met in 2012, I met my current business partner and uh, he was really good in buying and selling surplus electronics from different auctions. And when we met, he said, look, since I had a previous experience in corporate sales in Russia, I had business. He said, why don't we work together? You will get surplus equipment, electronics, and instead of buying from the auction, we will be taking from the companies. They don't need it and selling it or recycling, depending on the type of electronics. And uh, I had to start from scratch, learning the market, the culture, how the, the keywords, the language, everything here, how to do it so people will give you equipment they no longer need and this is took some time but finally i realized how to do that and right now we have 10 people sales team which really killing it and they just do it what we train them to do in business to business sales that is amazing so you learned it so you did your market analysis you researched it then you perfected it and then once you perfected it you brought in a team that you were able to do the rinse and repeat where they could go out and do it for you would you say that's a good um example or summary yeah this is exactly what happened so and some of your um businesses are google and some of the big hitters out there so are you taking like maybe the old PCs that they're not using or maybe um, telephones or whatnot, and then you're grabbing all of that and then putting them, putting it back into the marketplace to repurpose it? For the Google particular, we are helping with the one big project because Google has 30,000 conference rooms. Just think about this number, just conference rooms not offices, just 30,000, three zero and another three zeros. So, yeah, and they have old HD technology, TVs and the video project, <clears throat> projectors and the codecs, all this stuff. And right now they're replacing with new 4K technologies and we help them nationwide to get rid of environmentally friendly, those old technologies. This is what we do for Google. Nice. And then what would it look like for someone for another business that you work with that may not be in the tech space? Like, how do you decide what type of products you're going to help the, help them offload onto you so they could introduce new equipment while also making sure the products that they're no longer using, you're repurposing it for sustainability? This is a very good question, and this is uh, like very big differentiator for Access Logic because our co-founder he's been in this business for thirty years, and he started before Amazon, eBay, when we didn't have any internet. So what he was doing, he was tra traveling nationwide from auction to auction, like offline auctions, when you raise the price and I buy for this, I buy for that. 
he was buying different type of electronics for like 15 years before the internet showed up. And he created the database in his head so he can look at the picture. He can say, okay, this is can be sold. This is cannot be sold. And this has created big, a lot of value for our customers because if they just give the equipment to somebody who has no idea what is that, they will just scrap it for metal and there is no money. When we take that stuff, instead of scrapping it for nothing, we sell as device to small startups, to smaller businesses that can't afford to buy new equipment. Then they use it to get some traction and then they can raise money when they got traction and they can grow and buy new equipment. So we protect environment from getting this electronics, which big companies no longer need from going landfill. We take it from them and we sell it to small companies and split proceeds with our big clients. So it's like win-win-win situation. We win, the big client win, and small companies win worldwide. Wow, that is actually impressive because some of those small clients that you're now giving them the affordability to get some advanced technology that they may not be able to buy at market value price, but then you're reducing some of the pricing because it is used equipment that they're going to repurpose. So this is just incredible. And I'm over here. I was literally laughing when you're like auction and it's like 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 sold (laughs) that he was doing that before the internet. And you said before eBay or whatnot. So it's impressive how um, he took his zone of genius and paired it with your zone of genius. And then now you guys created an enormous synergies to go out there and be the solution to people's problems. But then you're also saving the environment because all of that is not ending up in the landfills. Yep. So I want to ask another another question here, Victor. Whenever you both started out doing this together, what were some of the challenges that you faced early on And the reason why I'm asking about challenges, Victor, is because I want to let the audience know whenever you start a business, there's always going to be some challenges. But how do you learn from the challenges in order for you to refine and redefine your business and own your craft so you could be more successful? This is a very, very good question. So I started to sell like 2014 myself and uh, because it took me some time to get level of English though I understood what people respond on the phone and what to say and it didn't go well in the beginning the biggest challenge it's like a language barrier because the problem was people didn't understand what I'm saying you hear my accent right now but you can imagine 11 years ago it was like 100 times worse people really couldn't understand what he just said especially when it's on the phone and the biggest problem for me, I couldn't understand what they replied, even if they so and they came like 99% of my calls and most of my sales in the beginning was just called calls was like, sorry, we're not interested. Sorry, we're not interested. And I figured out I need to do something with that. So besides I'm just calling, I'm sending emails, but I can craft email and people can understand what is in the email. And it took me some time and then I read a very good book, how to do predictable revenue, how to create sales department so you can send cold emails. And then when somebody responded to your email, then you call them and then you deal only with those clients who responded. And that was breakthrough. In the first year, once I discovered this system, our sales 
went up 400% just in the first year, just because of technology, how to do this B2B sales properly. That is amazing. And I'm so glad you answered that question because then when you begin to learn new things, you begin to pivot. And as you pivot, you take what you learn and you apply it into your business in a, in a sense that allows you to automate your business. And whenever you begin to automate your business, then you can reprioritize and focus your time on something else. And as you're focusing your time on something else, then it gives you more room to advance your specialties, then you could really begin to scale up. I'm not a business expert, y'all, but I have 15 years of corporate America experience and all of the knowledge I've acquired has been trial and error. So Victor, I'm gonna throw you an audible and ask you, is there anything else you wanna add to this conversation before we jump into the call to action and wind down? Because we're going to give them enough information, but we also want to challenge our audience to also go out and do their own due diligence and research. And when they do, we could always bring you back for a Q&A session for a part two. Sure. Just at the end of this topic, I would like to say you mentioned very good phrase right now, automate. So what we started doing in our business once we find out this kind of uh, system of B2B sales, it's like the first thing. Everything which can be automated in your business, you need to automate. If you can't automate it, you need to outsource it. So give it to somebody who will be doing it, third parties. If you can't outsource it, then delegate it to someone else. So for example, like I learned how to find the client lead, how to add the lead into the sequence and how to start sending emails. So I don't need to do it right now because this is just legwork. I can hire somebody who costs cheaper to us and they will be doing this, right? So delegate. And only the most crucial part of, in my case, sales, I'm doing and well-trained people. So automate, outsource, and delegate. This is three mottos of any business that wants to succeed. Yep, I love it. So AOD, automate outsource, delegate. Can you automate it? Either yes or no. Can you outsource it? Either yes or no. You could outsource it locally or you could outsource it outside the U.S. where it may be cheaper to pay someone else outside the country. But if you do that, make sure you have policies in place. NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, non-competes, and et cetera. Protect your intellectual property and then delegate. Delegate it to someone who is an expert in that field where they could do it like that and you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So, <laughs> Victor, yeah. let's jump in to the, uh, the CTA because we're going to wind down. And in the CTA, I want you to either share a resource that you may have, a challenge that you have for the audience, or plug or just plug your contact information so they could get in touch with you via your website and your social media for those social butterflies out there that just wanna get to know more about Victor. Right, so CTA, for those who wants to learn how to uh, start or grow business in the United States in particular, and uh, how to make investments in cryptocurrency or in uh, any other assets, what's the difference between them, how to make decision and how to not just invest, but how to grow wealth, like you mentioned in the beginning, so you can generationally 
pass this wealth to your uh, kids and to your grand grandkids if you wish i would i would suggest you guys to subscribe to my channel vcontributors.com you can go on youtube and find on just website vcontributors.com and for those who is a business sales professional so who want to become one of the professionals you can contact me via our website accesslogic.com uh, i think you will provide some links because we actually looking for some top performers who has experience in sales, who knows how to close the deals, who knows how to convince the person that we are the best company for them to solve their problem, reach out to me. And if you're really top performer, you will get a job. Ah, amazing. So see, it pays to listen. So he just gave y'all a job plug for anyone out there that may have got laid off, furloughed, or you're looking to make a career transition and you're a sales expert and you're killing it, but you're looking for a new opportunity, Victor has one for you. So www.accesslogic.com, reach out to him and then subscribe to his YouTube channel to learn more about all the other incredible things that he's working on. All of his contact information will be in the show notes. So all you need to do is read, scroll on down, and tap in with Victor. There's no shame in the game. Knowledge is power. For those of you, we are on 40 plus platforms. Make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. There's a place for everyone to listen. And if you want to see this video, it's on our YouTube channel. And you can find it by going at Gems. G-E-M-S with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, where would I be without my supporters? You know, I only think about you. We're currently ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per the metrics on www.listennotes.com. So you can fact check me, which brings me to a big ask. A-S-K. We are looking for brand sponsors. It is paid sponsorship, but we are here to continue the mission and movement to bring content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational, while we also factor in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it does take all of us coming together to have transparent fluid-based conversations so we can level up our life and really think about things from a holistic standpoint and go a lot further. So if that's you, head on over to genesisamariskemp.net and click on the podcast tab to learn more or send me a personalized email to genesisamariskemp at gmail.com. So until the next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services 
to be here on GEMS Podcast.